Welcome to the Backroads Podcast, a podcast for adventures off the beaten path. In this show, I want to empower women to reach their full potential and find strength within themselves, inspiring women to let their true selves shine, feel confident, and embrace the present moment. Through personal travel stories, we will share our growth and passion. Please tune in weekly for up-to-date confessions of like-minded travelers. As your host, I, Josie Arella Sweetman, will help guide you to gain clarity on your path to find what sets your soul on fire. If this podcast resonates and inspires you, hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. Podcast, I have Jennifer Liss on with us. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. I'm happy to be here. We met during a Made to Do This course with Kathy Heller, and we became fast friends because we have so much in common as far as travel and creativity, and I'm so thankful to have her here. And Jennifer, please tell us about you. Tell us everything. Well, that's a long story. <laughs> well, yeah, I I came to the Made to Do This class that we met in because I, I've had a journey as uh, as a professional and as a creative and just as a human being. <laughs> so I, I did hair for 11 years and that's definitely Josie and I have connected on that level for sure. And I quit my job doing hair, even though I was an incredibly busy stylist and went back to school. Well, I went back to school while still doing hair, but I got an internship of all things. I stopped doing hair as a busy stylist, got an internship where I made $15 an hour, which is, I mean, that's fine, a fine wage, but it was not what I was making as a busy self-employed hairstylist to be a copywriter, a creative copywriter, because I felt like I just had something else in me that needed to be developed. And so I went back and I, I started this new career and I've been doing that for five years. And I feel again, like it's time for growth. And so I signed up for this class that Josie and I ended up in together and really for this search of what do I want to do in this world? Like, what am I meant to do in this world? And how can I help other human beings? Like, what is my purpose? And so I've been exploring that for the last, really since the end of 2019, I've been really deep into exploring that, which is not something that I feel like I've ever explored before. So that has been a journey and a good, a good journey. It's not something that I'm just, I've never been that introspective. And so it's, it's just been so interesting and really i've i've connected with josie because you are somebody who like you're very introspective and you're very into that kind of stuff and so i'm definitely attracted to people who are that way because i want to be more that way yeah i and then through through this class that we took our mentor kathy heller asked us all several weeks ago what are you going to do right now to help people. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, a crazy time. And, you know, she said, what are you going to do to help people? And that kicked my butt in gear. I was just like, okay, I'm going to help people. What, What can I do? What can I do? And so I created this Facebook group called The Creative Commute. And for the last seven weeks now, I've been 
submitting a creative challenge a day to this group of people. And they've been engaging in finding their creativity in all of these different ways. And it's just been really cool. So that's a really like super fast through everything, everything that I've been doing. So beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing it. We definitely do have a lot in common and I just love your story. And I love that you kicked your butt your own butt into gear to start that Facebook group and get people's creative juices flowing. Cause I yeah, think as hairdressers, it, we want to make people feel good, <laughs> creative and super awesome that you have started that Facebook group with creatives getting their creative juices flowing. And as hairdressers, we just love to inspire. We love to help people. We love to make people feel good. So you get to do all of that while being in that creative Facebook group, it sounds like. Yeah, it's really crazy. You know, my journey, I have really never related the job that I'm doing now as a creative copywriter. I'm in advertising and marketing for a large corporation. I mean, I work in a very corporate environment. My hair is green and blue, and I'm the only person in the building with green and blue hair. All of the men are wearing khaki pants and blue button-up shirts. It's like it's almost like a dress code, <laughs> and like everybody is very normal. And then there's me, <laughs> who is running around with my my crazy hair. But I, so I have never really felt like these two jobs have like melded together. It's always been like, okay, in this job, I'm a writer and I used to be a hairstylist. And through this creative commute Facebook group, I have somehow blended the two. And actually it's, it's a, a huge blending of my entire life because all of my old um, hairstylist clients who I'm fa friends with on Facebook are in this group, but so are all of my coworkers and my boss and other people who work in this corporate environment. And they're like melded together and multiple people are participating. My old clients and my coworkers and clients in my current job are all getting creative together. And it's just the coolest thing to see. And it's really scratching the itch that I had from stopping doing hair because as a hairstylist, you get to communicate with people and be very like one-on-one face-to-face. -on -one, -face. You talk about things that matter. And in the corporate environment, you don't do that. I very quickly learned when I went to a corporate job that you don't talk about these things. You don't talk about these things with your coworkers. You don't get to that level that you get as a hairstylist. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn. I had a few very embarrassing moments <laughs> where I brought up things that people were like, Jen, you can't talk about this here. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> right. But people, you know this, Josie, people talk to their hairstylists in a way that they don't even talk to their own family, maybe even their own spouse. Like they will tell you things that they probably have never even told or admitted to anybody before. Yeah, I say we're like their therapist, their best friend, their spouse, all wrapped into one. We get to hear all the nitty gritty. And I think, honestly, that is my favorite part of being a hairdresser. Like you said, is that connection, is that communication, is that you can be you, you can, you can be 100% transparent. And I mean, that's how I am with my guests is 100% just me, 100% transparent. And I invite them to do the same. It makes me think like, why can't we all just be more like that? You know, why do we put these guardrails around who we are 
And we constantly, and I get it, it's, it's social. We all want to be accepted. And so we put up all of these different personas on ourselves. Like this is me in the corporate environment. This is me with my family and friends. This is me with this person. And it's like, oh, why? Why can't we just be who we are and talk about things that matter? You know, it's like, I do understand it to an extent, but we, we really guard ourselves. And I've been super guilty of that. But it's like, how could we have these hairstylist conversations more in our everyday life? I think that that's part of my goal. And, you know, that's something that I found through this entire experience and switching jobs and doing the creative commute and doing all the self-exploration is that I just really want people to speak about the things that matter to them with the people who matter to them. You know, I, I, I really agree. feel passionate about that. I completely agree. And I think with this pandemic, we're kind of moving towards that. We're moving in a way where we're talking to people more. We're picking up the phone more. We are connecting more because we're forced to disconnect. So because we're forced to disconnect, it's making us want to connect more. And I think that's going to open the doors for us to be more authentic and be more ourselves. I mean, at least that's what I pray and hope for. (laughs) Totally with you on that. And I know that this pandemic is not a good thing. This is a horrible thing that's happening to so many people. And there are people who are in in a bad, very bad position because of it. But if those of us who are blessed enough to be in the position to help other people really reach inside of ourselves and think, okay, what, what can I do to make a difference right now? I think that I feel a moral obligation to do that. And I, I think that Josie, you're the kind of person who feels that way too. And I'm sure that some of your listeners are as well, that it's like, what, what can I do to help? And that's not a question I have asked myself in my life. You know, I'm 37 years old. And how often have I genuinely asked myself that question? Not very often. So that's super inspiring. And I do, I shout it from the rooftop, like reach a hand out if you can Um, go and help somebody else. It not only makes them feel good, but it honestly makes you feel good when you're helping others. Like it really, honestly, it's a give and take and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you you are so inspiring in the way that you are consistently doing that. You know, I'm in your Facebook group and I see you reaching out and and you're just you you have that nature about you that is so kind and gentle. You know, I feel like we have a lot in common, but then at the same time, you have this sensibility about you that is something that I totally admire and know that I could never be because you're so calm and inspiring in this way that is just like, ah, she's so cool. Well, that is a beautiful compliment. I give it right back to you, girl. You are so cool and inspiring yourself. And my spiritual, I had a spiritual awakening in 2017 when I went traveling. And that is what has made me be a little bit more calmer, made me be a little bit more introspection, made me be a little bit more aware, is that experience. Have you ever had a spiritual experience yourself? You know, that, I think I'm going through one right now. That's That's amazing. the honest truth of it, is that, so I grew up, just to go really personal with this, I grew up in Catholic schools in the Catholic church, and I have nothing but wonderful things to say about that experience, but it's also like, this is the way, this is the way you think this is your spirituality has to be this way. And as a child, I really never connected with it. 
And then as an adult, I really disconnected with it because it just didn't feel right for me. And so through the last few months of really exploring what I never explored, what else is out there? I've never been to any other church other than a Catholic church, other than a funeral service, you know, be in, in or weddings in other churches. But I've never had any spirituality other than what I was taught and what I knew. And so now that I have been kind of going out and exploring, like I, I'm really connecting with things like energy and believing that whether it's whether God is actually a being that is like similar to a human or, you know, like this idea that God is just energy. I really connect with that idea a lot more. And it's just not something I'd ever honestly thought about. And so I've been exploring a lot of it and just really feeling like, okay, I get this. I get this positive energy and negative energy and how we are all a part of something greater together in in this like giving and taking of that. And so I don't even like have a great way to explain it because I'm personally in the midst of exploring this, but I, I feel like it's worth talking about because there surely are other people who are out there feeling a similar way, you know, and whether, yeah, whether it's something that you connect with this idea or that idea, it doesn't really matter as long as you feel connected to something. And that is something that like, I feel like you said, am I, are you having an, a spiritual awakening? I'm like, yes, right now, <laughs> right now it's happening. <laughs> so, That is such a great way to put it, honestly, that it is a journey and we have to find it for ourselves. And it has to be something that resonates and something that feels good on the inside. And it sounds like you are having that journey to that with a different perspective. And I might appreciate it more and really understand it better. I'm just doing what needs to happen for me spiritually to explore and understand other points of view and see it from a different angle than what I've been taught, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Definitely. Just seeing it from a different point of view, a different perspective just makes all the difference. Even just a little tiny shift, you know, and perspective makes such a difference in whatever you practice, whatever relates and resonates. So I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I think our listeners will be able to relate with whatever their spiritual experience is as well. Yeah, and I really think this is something that I have discovered over the last seven weeks that I didn't even really know was a belief of mine, but it had, it was kind of like the seed was planted and all of the people in my Facebook group watered the seed and it has blossomed into something is this idea that you can connect to who you really are by going inside. You have to go inside. And I believe that creativity is a way to do that. Because on the other side of that, or even going through it is so much, uh, so much growth, so much change, so much evolving. And I'm so excited for you because I went through that journey myself and I was able to do it on my own, like with nobody around, just me on a solo pilgrimage to Southeast Asia. And I, that was my journey, but I think everybody has their own way of finding it, their own way of exploring what works for them. So I love the way you put it. Yeah. And you know, I, I really don't, I'm not speaking ill of Catholicism or the Catholic Church because I do almost wonder if I go through this journey and then I can come back. I don't think yes. it's the only way, but yes. I think it is a way. 
I mean, creativity is its own form of meditation to me. Like when I am coloring or when I'm writing or when I'm doing somebody's hair, I get into this zone where like time almost stops for me. And I think that is where we find, I mean, I think to me, honestly, that's where I find that I'm in complete like flow. I'm in complete that alignment state where you're just feeling just present in your body. Like you don't even realize you're in your body when you're feeling that. And I think creativity is a beautiful way to get to that. I totally agree with you. I think that there's a pressure sometimes with meditation, with those of us who aren't practiced with it, there can be a pressure of, oh, I need to like find this silence in myself. But you really can find that silence in multiple ways and creating and doing something that you, even just doing something you enjoy, such as with you traveling, that can bring you to that space because you're allowing yourself a moment to do something positive for yourself to feed whatever it is that you're needing. And in that you're finding that space, that stillness, the, the place where really you, you live, you know, the, the you inside of you is living and what it's asking for. Yeah. Um, speaking of travel, do you travel? <laughs> yes. This is killing me right now in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> That's something I know that travel is so important to you and it is to my husband and I. And I know we don't have video of this right now, but I'm sitting in my room with a giant wall map where we have a huge wallpaper wall map and we have pins stuck in all the places that we've been in the world because travel is such a huge part of our lives. And right now we can't travel. So it's, it's really hard. And actually we were supposed to go to Italy this summer. Our nieces and nephews, when they graduate high school, we take them somewhere, wherever they want to go in the world. And my niece and nephew this year are graduating and they chose Italy. And that's obviously not going to happen this year. And so we're reevaluating and trying to figure out what that's going to mean. When, when, or when can we travel again? You know? So it's it's hard for those of us who are wanderers. Yes, <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's allowed me a lot of free time, though, <laughs> not being traveling. And it has made me daydream about the day that we are able to go back to travel. And I love that you are going to take your nieces on a trip. I think that travel opens up. It's really that idea that you were speaking about earlier of perspective. When you travel and you go see, it doesn't even have to be that far outside of your comfort zone. I mean, I do think that international travel, if you want a different perspective, that's going to give it to you. But I even think you don't have to go that far from home to start to see things from other people's perspective, see the, the things in other people's towns. It really just opens you up to so many new things. And it's, it's wonderful for your own growth and feeding your own creativity and just seeing things differently. I, I really think that travel is the best way. Yes, it that. gets you feeling curious. It gets you out of your own way in a sense because you're kind of pushed, even if it's not international, you're kind of forced to not be in your home and your house and your comfort. So you're kind of pushed out of it. And I think that's where growth definitely does start to happen, whether international or local. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. You cannot be creative and grow without stepping outside of what you know. Yep. You have to step outside of your comfort zone 
or I mean, that's where growth happens. And if you don't ever step outside of it, then it's just same old, same old. Yep. I agree with that 110%. And I think our listeners are going to be on board with exactly what you're saying. (laughs) Um, So where did you get your travel bug? Ah, that's a... That is a really good question. You know, growing up, we did not travel much. I am the middle child of five, and we did not have the financial capability or just, I don't know that my parents had the patience to take five children (laughs) on very many vacations. So I didn't, I flew for the very first time my senior year in high school, we flew to San Antonio, Texas, and it was such a memorable and wonderful experience with my family. And I loved it. But really, I, we didn't travel again until my husband and I got married. And we the very first vacation that we went on, we flew to Vegas. And I think I was hooked from that point. Like, <laughs> as soon as we got home from Vegas, we booked another vacation and another vacation. And then, I mean, I was doing hair. So I was able to just work an 80-hour work week and then take the next week off and we would travel. And so when I did hair, we were able to go to so many amazing places. I think in one year we went to, uh, we did a transatlantic cruise that was two weeks long and we flew, we cruised across the ocean, across the Atlantic. And then we flew back home from London. And then a couple months later we went to Egypt and we wow. cruised down the night. Like in one year we were just like, we are going everywhere. <laughs> amazing. But we, I also, I mean, I have to say I am a budget traveler. We, we travel on a budget and I figure out all these different ways that we can do what we want to do and enjoy the things we want to enjoy so that we can travel more on a crazy, and it's almost a challenge. I just, it's like a challenge to myself. How inexpensive can I make this trip and how many cool places can we go? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Honestly, that you are speaking my language. Me and my husband differ in this way because he likes to go resorts and all in five star. And I'm like, the cheaper we can do it, still have a beautiful time, the more we can do. So honestly, yes. <laughs> I can 100% relate because that's my husband too. He's like, let's just do, you know, he wants to do all the real fancy stuff. And I'm like, no, let's go do, let's just go wander the neighborhood and just see what we find. I'm totally a, a wanderer. I'm a mental wanderer. That's what I enjoy doing is just going down rando rabbit holes but I'm also, mm-hmm. that definitely applies to travel. I'm just like, let's just go start walking, which we have gotten yep. lost many times in strange <laughs> countries by just going and walking and forgetting to yep. remember where we started. <laughs> oh, yes. You're not the first and you're not the last. Get lost is part of the fun. <laughs> it really is. I can't, I can't personally understand people who like want to go on vacation and have everything like back to back planned out. I'm like, oh, you have to leave room for just exploring and finding. Yep. I mean, I guess travel translates different to everyone. And there are those people out there that has to have that day planned out to a T. But I find that I have the best adventures when I just wake up and say, universe, where are you going to take me? (laughs) Something beautiful usually comes out of that. That takes a level of trust (laughs) and just like trusting the experience and (laughs) trusting the adventure that I imagine is hard for a lot of people. It's my nature. I was just listening to a podcast the other day. I believe it was with Sahara Rose. I don't know if you know who she is, but 
she was talking about the different, oh, I don't even know. It's like energy types or something. And she described this one energy type and it was the air energy type. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. I'm air. She's like, it's flowing and you have to, you can't have too much planned. And I was like, oh yes, this is me. <laughs> this is me. Yeah. It's definitely not for the beginner traveler. It's after you've got a few under your belt where you feel a little bit more confident. Um, for sure. I did not start out as a wanderer like that. I did start out being a little bit more planned, but over time you do learn that it always works out usually. <laughs> yeah. I love to hear about your travel and just you going by yourself, right? Haven't you traveled by yourself? Yeah, I did a five month pilgrimage through um, Southeast Asia and I meditated. I did yoga. I went on a volcano hike at, I think it was like 2 a.m. in the morning to catch the sunrise. I just went literally with the flow. <laughs> and that was my first big trip that, and I did it solo right before I got married. I felt like it was then I had to do it then or it never was going to happen. <laughs> my now husband was it was my cheerleader, but also was like, come back. <laughs> yeah. I think that if I went on a trip by myself, my husband would be like, no fair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what would you say, what advice would you give to our beginner travelers, the ones that are scared of traveling, the ones that are a little nervous about taking that first trip or even that first plane ride? Like you were saying, you didn't even take your first plane ride until your senior year. Yeah, I think start small, you know, just start with something small. Like I just, you don't have to go that far in order to have an experience. You know, I do think that there's a lot of value in traveling far from home, but I also think you can get a lot out of just exploring some other places that are close by. So start small and just go explore where you feel a little bit more comfortable and then start pushing your limit a little bit. You know, if it's like, okay, I'm willing to go places that I can drive to, you know, then start picking places, go just a little bit further or pick a place that's a little bit different. Do you have a town around you that is maybe like a Scandinavian town? You know, there, there's all of these little pockets that are really interesting and full of interesting people and talk to the people. That's really, you know, really like open yourself to having conversations with your waitress at the restaurant or the shopkeeper, you know, and, and talk to them. And the more that you explore and start to realize that no matter where you go, people are people and every person has a unique story. It's kind of addictive. You start getting addicted to, man, who am I going to meet? What am I going to see? And then you start pushing your limits a little bit more, you know, then you can, then you can fly and then you can go across the country or, or consider getting your passport and leaving the country. I think that, it's just starting small and getting taking those baby steps like everything else. It's it's just baby steps till you get there. Yes, that is a beautiful advice. Start small, start even local. Like I love that advice, honestly. It's it's a really good advice for the people that are a little scared about traveling to new places and talking to the locals, talking to the people that live there. Best advice. I mean, those are my favorite stories are the stories where I talk to the locals. And it's also where I find the awesome, cool hidden gems as well, is they will tell you what's in their own backyard because they live there. So not being afraid to ask them for advice, not being afraid to just ask, just talk to them like they're human. Like you said, we're all, we're all human. <laughs> right. We, we're all people. And that is what I think is so valuable about 
traveling. It, it is the different perspectives and hearing those perspectives from other people. It just opens your mind to so much more than what you get in your day to day. And that you start to see even people within your own day to day differently. I will give an example. We went to China several years ago. My husband and I went, we, we went to China. And honestly, that was one that I was a little bit nervous about because I had never been, we'd never been to Asia. This was our first Asian country that we were going to. And I knew Eastern civilization is very different from Western. I knew that we would be using the toilets where you squat sometimes. You know, I've done enough research to know this is going to be really different. And even the flight was different. Like people who were on the flight, I was like, what are these people? They're like up and walking around all the time. I've never been on a flight where people were doing some of the things that they were doing. There were like people doing yoga in the aisle. And I was just like, this is so, what? This is wacky. What is going on here? And then we spent a week and a half in China and met some of the most beautiful people. And I really just saw such a different perspective. And I saw that people were, were just doing yoga where they stood, no matter where they were, they were doing things that they felt were healthy for them and that they love to do that in Western culture. We'd be like, what is that person doing? Why are they doing, you know, we, we have a lot of judgment in Western culture. <laughs> and so then on my flight home, We'd been there for a week and a half on my flight home. All of these things that I saw people doing felt normal. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to get up and walk around <laughs> because it's healthy. Like I need some blood flow while I'm on this 12-hour flight. So right. it's, it's just – and now I see things like – you know, I see things from a different perspective and I, I understand when I see somebody who might be doing something that we would consider weird in our culture. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, that is normal in that yes. culture. And in fact, it's healthier than what we're doing. <laughs> yep. I say the weirder, the better. Let your true self shine. Like be you, be weird. <laughs> right. I know. We, we hold ourselves back. And this goes back to our conversation about holding holding back the things that you talk about, you know, and talking with with our hair clients, you know, and we hold so much back and we don't allow ourselves as much happiness as we do sadness. And that's something that is very apparent through this pandemic. It's so easy to get pulled into sadness and to sit with sadness and to let the sadness and the fear and all of those negative emotions overtake us. And it's so easy for happiness to be fleeting because we don't hold, we don't hold happiness the way that we hold sadness. Isn't that true? That's a beautiful way to put it. I've never really thought of it that way. Honestly, we do. Once you get into that rabbit hole of letting yourself really just wallow, which I mean, we all need that moment to feel what we're feeling, to sit with our to sit with our thoughts and our sadness and our emotions. But I think there has to come a point where you have to hold happiness higher. You have to put happiness above your sadness, meaning like sit through that sadness. But then your end goal is I want to find ways to make myself feel better, little ways like to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. I And I haven't fully formed my my thoughts around this, but I can give you this theory that's been going in my head and I, I don't even know if it's true. So, but I just, I wonder, I've been thinking about this a lot and I wonder if it's that we allow ourselves to feel happiness because happiness feels good. So we let it, we feel it and then it just flows through. 
Like happiness comes and goes, happiness comes and goes, but sadness comes and we want to hold it. We want to feel it. We want to almost like punish ourselves and like we sit with it too long and we just, we hold it there and we, we just like wallow over it and just roll it around and it just sticks. Whereas if we would just let the sadness or the fear or the anxiety, if we would let it flow through in the same way that happiness does, we would have more room for the happiness to continue to flow. It's almost like happiness flows, but then sadness sticks. When the negative stuff is sticking, we can't allow any more happiness to come in and flow. So anyway, I don't know if this is true. I'm totally like speculating on this, but it feels I, true for me. Yeah, I I like that. I really do because it kind of feels the same. And happiness is such an inside job. But for so long, we're kind of taught to look for happiness outside of ourselves and look for it in other things and people and not realizing that happiness honestly comes from us, comes from within, comes from being okay with who we are in a sense. part of a, It's a part of a journey that you have to take for yourself to find that, to find that happiness within and I do believe in sitting with your emotions. I do believe with going through it. We can't, that's the only way <laughs> to overcome it is to go through it. I do believe that. But we have to find little moments of joy too, even amongst the sadness. Yeah, we have, you have to let yourself feel the things. If you don't feel it, then you're stuck in just this like cycle that you can never get out of because you're not even allowing yourself to like, to let the emotions flow through. I think that our mentor, Kathy Heller says the energy or emotion is just energy in motion. Is that it? Emotion is just energy in motion. I think that's what she says. And it's very true, honestly. Yeah. You just, you have to let it flow, let it flow. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you learn to be so resilient? Ah, ooh, that's also a good question. That's probably being the middle child of five. <laughs> My mom has always told me, she's like, you are so determined that you drove me insane because <laughs> I just like, and I am, if I get my teeth on something I'm like a bulldog, I'm not going to let go. I'm just going to drill home until I get what I want. And that's just, that has always been my determination. It's probably partially like going to Catholic school and growing up in kind of a competitive, that, that environment of having like a small group of students in your class, like that competition, I've just kind of always fed off of that a little bit, probably a little bit too much. So that has kind of been my exploration in the last bit is kind of coming back and being like, okay, everything doesn't have to be a competition. Like, what do you <laughs> want? You know, not like what, how can you, how can you win or how can you push or, you know? And so I think <laughs> resilience and, and determination that has just always been part of, of who I am. So I, your spirit is amazing. That is awesome. I think going after what you want and not holding back is a beautiful gift. And it's, it's awesome that you do that. And that is so great. Honestly, yeah, I, I always say that I have a lot like boundless courage, but I'm fearful of everything. I'm so fearful of everything, but I have a lot of courage to push past it. And I, I think that that's the quote that I have. I have it on my desk and I even, because I'm working from home, I went up to work and I got my quote and came and put it on my <laughs> desk here at home. So I was like, I have to have my quote. It's everything you ever wanted in life is on the other side of fear. And that is just my constant push to myself 
to push past the fear because the fear is always going to be there. And, but yet I know that I can always find the courage to push past it. And if I didn't believe that I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have quit doing hair because I was comfortable and I wouldn't be doing the exploration that I'm doing now because I was pretty comfortable in my job and doing well in my current corporate job. But I'm just consistently reminding myself that I need to, to push past the fear. And I think that goes to travel. That goes to your career. That goes, that mentality goes to so many things. I mean, I ran my first marathon a few years ago, and that is the quote that pushed me through that. That, in fact, that's when I printed that quote off and put it on my desk. So I, I just think that fear is always going to be there, y'all. It is not going away. So we have to find ways to consistently push past it. And actually, fear is a good sign. Fear is a sign that you're doing something that's probably worthwhile if you're a little bit scared. Absolutely. You got to dance with fear is what I say. You got to you gotta like be scared and do it anyway. You just got to take a few steps and see how you feel and just keep taking those steps until you get to where you're going. And yes, do it scared. And when you're scared and your palms are sweaty and your heart is beating a little faster, it means that you're doing something, anything. I, I like this idea <laughs> of dancing with fear because something that I struggle with is, and I might have even just said it, but I also just struggle with it is pushing past fear. And like, I don't know that I believe that you can ever just push past it because it's always going to be there. It's always going to come back. So it's the idea of dancing with it is really interesting because it's like a step forward, a step back, a step forward, you know, like you're just kind of moving (laughs) with it and finding ways to, to work with it. Yep. Doing the (laughs) (laughs) cha-cha. The fear (laughs) cha-cha. So for our viewers, is there any last words you want to leave us with? Is there anything you want to share? It has been amazing having this conversation with you and connecting and learning more about you. Um, You have left us with some really great tidbits on life and travel and spirituality. Yeah, I I mean, if there's anything I can leave on, it's to... And that's what we are doing in my group, The Creative Commute, is really connecting back to what people have stopped allowing themselves to enjoy. And when you start to do the things that you love to do, you you connect to that inner self. And it's so important. It's so important. Don't, don't ignore the person that you are and the person the person that you were when you were seven is still the person you are. You might have just forgotten what that person had to say and what that person wanted to do. So, Oh, that is beautiful and so awe-inspiring, honestly. Thank you for sharing that. Our inner child, honestly, needs to be tended to. I never heard of this until our challenge or our course that we did of letting that inner child come through and going back and seeing what that little person has overcome and being so proud of that little person inside of you. It really does make a difference and helps us be who we are today, honestly, right? Yeah, it's a hard concept. The first time that I heard that, I was kind of like, this is weird. Like, I'm not interested in connecting to my inner child, like blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But then when I really went back and explored and started thinking about it, because I had a wonderful childhood. I did not have anything super traumatic, you know, the usual things. But then when you go back and you start thinking about, wow, 
what did I really like to do when I was seven years old? And why am I not doing some of that stuff now? When you start picking some of that apart in a really practical way that I connected with. And I think that a lot of my friends and family who we have walked through that step process with have really connected with that too. Like, wow, why did I stop doing that? Why don't I allow myself to do those things or to even talk about those things? You know, like I used to love to draw. Why did I, why did I stop doing that? Or I used to love for me when I was seven, I loved wearing dresses. I wore a dress every stinking day. (laughs) And now I feel like people think, oh, she's trying to be, she trying to be fancy. Why is she wearing a dress every day? When really that's just what I like. I just like to wear a dress. You know, so it's like, it's something so simple and tiny, but allowing ourselves to just do those things that make us feel good. Not caring what other people think, just doing it for you, doing, doing it for you, making yourself happy. Right. We do so much for so many other people and we have obligations to do that. You know, we all have, people have children and husbands and jobs. We have obligations where we have to do things that we don't want to do. But maybe take some time to think about what you do want to do. We don't spend enough time thinking about that. So where can our listeners connect with you further? Okay, well, you can find me on the Creative Commute. It's a Facebook group. It's a private group, but you only have to answer one question. And that question is, are you creative? And the answer is yes. (laughs) Always. The answer is yes. (laughs) Because you are a human being. And therefore, you have the capability of being creative. So you can find us there. I love that. Well, I've had a wonderful time talking with you. Thank you for being here with Connect back to who you are and find whatever way is natural for you to do that. I really do believe that creativity is one way to do that. Connecting to what you really enjoyed, what you enjoyed as a kid and you've stopped letting yourself do. Does goal planning feel like a mystery to you? I've got you with my top five secrets to goal planning. This is what I use when I'm working on a goal. Right now, I'm using this system to build new habits and change my condition tendencies. It's worked for me and many others. I know it will get you feeling inspired to start taking baby steps towards the goals that you are working on. Here are what people who have signed up for the goal planning challenge are saying. Encouragement to challenge myself and go after my dream. I've changed my mindset and expectations that I have to go back to my old job for a few more months until I can start my new job. I'm finding ways to be excited about that, which is a huge victory compared to the way I was feeling just thinking about this for the last two months. Get my five secrets to goal planning at thebackroadscoaching.com. It's a freebie that I'll give you that will get you crushing your goals in no time. Thank you for listening to the Backroads Podcast with Joseph Urellis Wheatman. If you like our show, leave us a review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. Join us next week where we will talk about more adventures and passion, growth, and resilience. Thank you for tuning in.